people run into me at the pub and ask why, why didn't they just fly the, the Eagles to Mordor. Uh, it would have made the quest a whole lot easier. And I, I told him uh, the same thing that, I, that I'm telling you right now. Uh, you know, uh, shut up. You let politics ruin, or rather control your whole life, man. You're going to be a miserable person. Straight up. And unfortunately, that's where we're at. A lot of people are consumed by this. And it's driving them crazy. And they hate their neighbors. Sad. What's up, everybody? Welcome back to the Underground for episode 106. I am joined once again by Joseph. Wild West pimp style. Nations. And I'm your other host, David. Sexual Tyrannosaurus. Lacey. And this is the show where we remind you every week. Politics ruins everything. Uh, well, I'm going to let you get to the value for value thing. Uh, yes. I'm just like depressed to have to go ahead i'm sorry i was gonna have i'm just depressed about having to talk about more this garbage lord of the Rings stuff i'm like so so over it dude we probably won't have to much longer because the civil war is gonna break out (laughs) you know (laughs) yay uh but no so for those who don't know we utilize the value for value system here which means any value you think you're getting from us on our podcast youtube social media you can donate back in the form of the perceived value you hold it to and so you can go to our show notes click our direct.me link there you'll find our youtube odyssey tiktok twitter our paypal link donation our bitcoin wallet uh address as well click on that paypal donation link and just whatever monetary value you think our podcast is worth you can donate to us there and you can also include a note and we'll read it live on air you can also use a bitcoin wallet address to send us any bitcoin or satoshis and any kind of talent and time that you have you can also give us that value that way if you're good at artwork you want to do art for you know our branding or anything like that we'll credit you if you come across an interesting video or article you can send it to us and we talk about it on air we'll credit you again Whatever value you think you're getting from our podcast and social media, you just donate it back into that form that you think it's worth. But really, we're really trying to push the monetary donations, obviously. And so whether if it's a dollar, a million, anything to be appreciated, we're only asking for a dollar and reoccurring a month payment. So a dollar every month. Uh, But if you can give more, that's great. Uh, but that would just help us out to be able to transition to doing this full time because we really do enjoy it. And that is ultimately the goal. All right. Well, I'm going to let you take it away because I, I don't, I, I'm just going to comment on stuff as yes. you talk about all this Lord of the Rings news before we get to pray. Um, cause no, it's really, oh, we have Batgirl. We do have to Batgirl. talk about Batgirl in the Andor trailer too. I thought, did I not pull the Andor trailer up? Um, <clears throat> give me one second. I don't want this playing while we're. No worries. You get going. Gonna get. I just thought this opening for the Lord of the Rings, the Rings of Power promo from Entertainment Weekly was hilarious. We won't spend a much time on it, but uh, so yeah. So I pulled this clip from the Lord of the Rings, the Rings of Power, and it's basically a montage or from Entertainment Weekly promoting uh, Lotter Trop. And it's essentially a montage of all the, you know, main characters 
in the show, and it kind of reminds me like of a soap opera or Days it of does. Our Lives type oh, of. Oh, it looks like day, some sort of daytime television thing, even if it yes. was like a, a fantasy show on daytime television or like just a real low budget. Oh, this is it's so bad. And freaking the har- the Hobbit still has acorns and leaves in her freaking hair. <laughs> like the Hobbits were idiots. Let me just put leaves in my hair. Come on. In that way, at least. But yeah, I just thought it was hilarious. And there's been some uh, some good renditions of this on YouTube. <laughs> I'll have to send to you later. I didn't, I didn't know if it would be appropriate for us to... S- some memes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Entire videos of this. It's it's pretty hilarious. But yeah, so then this next is clip we have as a featurette from Amazon Prime, and everything from them is being downvoted into oblivion. But you're just gonna you you can play it, and then I will tell you when to stop. But play it with the audio. You need the audio on, man. You're gonna make me deal with the copyright. The copyright lords. It don't Ah. matter. It's fine. Daenerys? The Second Age is the great unfilmed story in Tolkien's entire Legendarium with the forging Bruh. of the rings and the last alliance. And we thought that, there. that was the story. The no, great... go ahead. I'm sorry. A little bit longer. No, hang on. The great unfilmed? Yeah. <laughs> Forgive me, but is there it's a still third, is there a first age? Yeah, is there a first age filmed? That's what he said, right? He said you can back it up. Uh, probably about yeah. Oh wait, hang on, a little further. The second age is the great unfilmed story in yeah. Tolkien's entire legend. Yep, the great unfilmed, and it's still unfilmed at that too. Yeah, I mean, it's what, not like we're getting. They would switch from it being an adaptation, which, by the way, I have that in the show notes, that article from the executive producer saying that it's an adaptation. As well, previous episodes, we talked about the showrunners saying this entire time it's an adaptation, except for when they released the main trailer. Based on. <laughs> yeah, now it's switched from inspiration being based on. Yeah. Right? But, yeah, it's still not going to be filmed because we're, we're not getting Tolkien. Right? And what have we been saying over and over again is that they're changing entire characters entire plots and narratives that Tolkien did write to make it their own which is entirely different from what Peter Jackson did yep. so you can keep playing it though. with the forging of the rings and the last alliance and we felt that that was the story that deserved to be told Galadriel has been on a quest for over a thousand years scouring Middle Earth searching for this elusive, undiscovered, very real evil. My father. No, she hasn't been. <laughs> Just so everyone knows, she was never on a thousand-year journey, and it wasn't when she perceived the threat growing, she didn't know it was Sauron. They thought Sauron. They didn't realize it was it was Sauron, right? And right. I believe it was Gil-Galad and Elrond that did. And one of the things that I didn't mention from the Lord of the Rings trailer that I noticed is that all the men seem incompetent and all the women just seem to know everything in that trailer. You know uh, what I mean? Yeah, I could see that. That's a pretty, so, that's a running theme these days. And with what, now Sauron did fear Gladriel the most out of everyone. Sure. But he feared her wisdom, perception, and her abilities apart from her being a warrior. The only time right. she fought 
as a warrior was in the first kinslaying when she was defending the Talari from Feanor and his followers, right? And so Sauron, that's mainly he didn't feel he didn't fear her, you know, fighting ability, her martial prowess, right? She he feel her, feared her wisdom, perception, and, and leader. Uh, ship abilities and in, in doubt that kind of realm and that's why yeah. he never really uh, uh, pressed upon her and never attacked her in, in Lorland really I mean there were I, th- I know that the, I think if I remember correctly in the third age I think he tried maybe a couple of times but it wasn't much it wasn't like a huge force or anything right and so uh, and I could be uh, mis- misremembering someone can correct me on that but with with Gilgalad and Elrond, they were more of the warriors. And again, it's not, it's about sticking to Tolkien's vision. And it's not like Tolkien, that's what made Eowyn so powerful, right? Yeah. And, well, and different things. So. Even, even in uh, Fellowship, the thing that everyone remembers is her. And there's a, there's a line in, mm-hmm from the book in two towers and I can't remember it word for word, but, um, uh, I'm terrible with names y'all. Sorry. Forgive me for this. But one of the writers of, of Rohan like disrespects her. Mm-hmm. And I think Gim, it, it's either Gimli or Legolas who's essentially like, uh, you need to learn respect, uh, for Gladriel. Yeah. And, and it's like she was so effective, not as a warrior, but uh, at, just as you could just say, like as an elf, like yeah. she was so well known. The way that she uh, presented herself to people and how that came off to uh, the fellowship in particular uh, and how how much they were willing to like in the face of like, I can't remember if it was Legolas or Gimli. It might have been both of them, but they they were willing to like up against like a hundred writers they're just like screw you you can't talk about her like that it's kind of what it came down to like it shows he shows in his writing how important she is without it having to be like oh she's so strong and powerful and look how she kills this troll and they it's so much more subtle and that's a lot of his writing for the most part it's not on your nose it's not like yeah. any, anything about any character is is not on your nose exactly, and so it's it's well written, and that's yes. the difference. Yep. And I think you know maybe this would have been an okay show if they didn't do Tolkien with it, right? But because they're doing Tolkien, it's going to be heavily criticized for not following his vision. It, yes, I just it should think, be. You know, people keep saying, well, "Why are you judging this?" when it hasn't even come out yet. And it's like, guys, we're judging all the marketing that has come out. That's literally exactly yeah, what marketing is for to be judged. Yeah. Don't worry. We're going to get, yeah, we're going to get to the show. Like I, <laughs> yeah, it's like, guys, we're going to get to it. I'm yeah. not saying you can't be excited for it and stuff like that. I'm just saying all the signs are there. that This is probably going to be bad. Yeah. And so yeah, glad you never went oh, on any 1000 year, course she never knew it was Sauron I, I believe if I remember correctly Gil Gallad was the one who ended up finding out uh, that it was I want to say maybe I could be wrong with that. I need to refresh my memory but but yeah it wasn't Gladriel put it that way yeah ultimately she knows this danger exists this evil has to be stopped from 
the beginning, we knew she couldn't do this alone. Every good quest needs a fellowship. Father. Oh, no. Okay. Are they just... We want to okay. stand on our own two hang legs, on. David. Hang on, hang on, hang on. I'm going to say something. Okay. Because of some of the stuff that we... This, this, that line that he just said, there... This is a... This is a fellowship reboot. That's, That's the what name of our of our episode, holy, the Fellowship reboot. Holy moly! They're just rebooting. Like what? Uh, what's the term? Oh, like so, It's like you're gonna get like a soft reboot of Fellowship. Yep. You're That's gonna exactly. have you're gonna have That's... your Hobbit. You're gonna have your dwarf. Female Frodo. Oh my gosh. Female Bro, are they gonna, are they doing <laughs> female dude, legless? Dude, if they do like female fellowship, and then also elf of color legless is that too? Yeah, yeah. But I want to know. I want to know. Legless. You're gonna have fellowship, and then you're gonna have subplots along yes. the way. So, dude, oh my gosh! I all these thoughts are in my head. So the guy who is rumored to be Sauron. Mm-hmm. He has long brown hair. Mm-hmm. Just He's like man. just like Aragorn. So they're gonna pull a oh, he's the kingly type leader who turns out to be the bad guy. Yeah. That's that's their twist they're going for. So I mm. I don't. The fellowship. I cannot, reboot. dude. They're making a fellowship show because they have the <laughs> rights they, to the. It's they, exactly. They couldn't stand on their own two legs. That's what, you know, the whole. We're gonna get into it later, but with Peter Jackson, right? One of the things, you know, that they've said even without that, that they said we didn't want to, you know, do anything in regards to the trilogy films because we want to start on a, a blank sheet of paper, basically. Uh. And do our own thing. Yet, time and time again, that's what they inserted the hobbits. They're doing you know, this fellowship. The wizard. Now. They're gonna have a wizard. Oh my lord! It's yeah. It's gonna be a longer version of the trilogy. Yep. If they get because that they far. couldn't stand, they didn't want to, you know, flesh out things within what Tolkien did write in the Silmarillion and what. And, you know, you have the, the unfinished tells and elsewhere yeah. and the appendices uh, all together. I mean, again, they didn't have rights to the Silmarillion, but, you know, they didn't want to tell his vision and they want to tell theirs. That's basically what it boils down to. Right. All right. I'm going to keep going. Okay. Three, two, one. I think the scope of the show is massive. This is the time where the characters and species that we know and love become who we know them to be. Pause it. No, they don't. That's not who we know them to be. <laughs> you know yeah, what I mean? Yeah, Gladriel's not a a like, warrior. Pissed, like yeah, that. she's not a like a a pissed off elf. She's not grumpy yeah. and like she knows exactly who she is. She she's like ethereal. Like there's there's something about her that is otherworldly. Yeah. And that's not what I get from this. She's human with pointy ears. 
what's uh, the Maiar? Nedrian, I believe that's uh, Gladriel learned from, who was, was Melian. That's it. And I forget with Melian exactly. I want to say it was like arts or yeah i can't remember but yeah she's more ethereal more again she's more of a mage and strong in her perception her ability to uh, i mean when she threw down the walls of dongledore yeah she did it with her power by herself you know what I mean? And so it's she doesn't need there's really not a need for her to fight with a sword. So I'm just gonna No, but off. she wouldn't it it doesn't make sense to them to to try to put her into this like she's going to be the main character. Whether that like how they kind of make that work will be interesting to see. Um so yeah, so but they don't know they don't know how to do something where they need her to be the main character and she's not the one in like combat all the time. You know what I mean? Yeah, no, exactly. Uh, and she wasn't a commander. You know, she was a leader, but she wasn't a commander. Like Elrond and Gilgalad were the war commanders. You know what I mean? Yeah. And so, you know, the the Maiar she learned from Melian was the fourth and one of the most the fourth greatest and one of the most powerful Maiar, and she. You know, I was on the the right track with the art, but she was unsurpassed in like her wisdom and beauty and and singing and 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 caring for nature and things like that. Yeah, yeah, and that's that's the thing is it's like there her presence is like totally wrong in this. Mm-hmm. Even and that's I mean, where Galadriel learned it from. Yeah, they have she spent a ton of time with her. They have the description of her from the third age. In fellowship, it's all there. That's how you 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 get her character right, and mm-hmm. I think even um I I think even um and we could talk about this another time, um I I there's some stuff that I think Jackson uh I wouldn't say missteps maybe not the right word I th- I think he missed opportunities even with uh, his trilogy on on certain aspects of the characters, um even her though I think it's it's pretty good. Uh, mm-hmm. considering what they were working with. Because there's a lot that... We've talked about this in the past. There's a lot that goes into uh, creating something like that. Uh, Jackson had a lot of creative control, but at the same time, you have a lot of producers and executives that are telling you to do specific things. Um, it's one of the reasons why I think they changed Aragorn's character a little bit mm-hmm. um, and uh, made his like his ambition and everything different. And instead of kind of essentially being yeah. the guy who's waiting around for the the right moment to occur, you know, he's yeah. much, he's much more reluctant in the movies. Um, I get why they did it. I don't, you know, it's one of those things that's like, I really, it would have been nice for them to have stuck to the original thing. And I hope one day someone, cause I think you got to make it a television series. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I really hope some, someday someone gives like a really, really accurate uh, portrayal on screen of the, um, I'll just call trilogy. it. A, I'll call it a trilogy, even though technically it's it's one like book. Tol- yeah, Tolkien didn't want it to be a trilogy, um, <clears throat> because there's a lot of really really cool stuff that goes on with those characters, mm-hmm. and, and it's just like every bit of this show comes off as the antithesis of the care that Tolkien put into it. 
Yeah, because at least with Peter Jackson, there was a modicum of respect, right? There. More or, than that. I would say it's even more than that. I think there's a lot that went into it. I think that they did oh, the, I agree. the best that they, they could with what the time mm-hmm. that they had. You know, obviously all of the characters can, couldn't be in there. It's like we saw those people complaining on, or people saying like, oh, yeah, well, these scenes may not have actually happened in Tolkien's work, but neither did the one of Arwen saving Frodo or whatever. It's like, yeah, it's because they couldn't have all these characters in there, so it was a decent replacement to have her be the person mm-hmm. that rode Frodo away from the Ringwraiths. It's like, it's yeah, it's not exactly the same, but that scene, with some slight differences, is in the book. Yes, it's that actually scene is pretty, in the book. Yeah, it's, it's actually just pretty that, accurate. that he changed the character. Yeah. <laughs> Like the, and, and so it's like, yeah, I understand. And you can complain that's like, oh, I wish the, the characters had actually been in it. But it's like, yeah, but it's still pretty accurate. Yeah. Whereas like the stuff that the people are complaining about with this is like these situations didn't happen. These characters never met. This is not a thing at all. It's like there is a difference. Yes. Okay. Exactly. You want me to keep going? Let's keep going. Okay. Yeah. Tolkien represents. It's really important that we keep that legacy ah. alive. <laughs> no way, no way, dude. <laughs> I mean, listen. Tolkien I understand. Represents? I understand. It's like actors, they get talking points, mm-hmm. but this feels like straight up gaslighting. Yes, it is. They're trying to get the message out. This damage control. It's accurate. It's, it's accurate. It's faithful to Tolkien. Don't worry. And it's not. That's yeah. why you're you switched it to being based on. Because yep. you know it's not. When this entire time, all we've heard is an adaptation, adaptation until a couple, until a, what a week or two ago. Yeah. So in this that's show, pretty much it. You something can, can happen in a split okay. second that changes everything. It's dangerous and shocking. She's a cute actress. This is really disappointing. <laughs> yeah, I mean, you know, it's not the actor, any of the actor's fault for taking a role, right? It's right. the, you know, showrunners. That's just what they do. Amazon. I mean, they're yeah, they're there to pretend to be something, and they go every one of them always go. You know, they always go through this kind of thing where you get the promotional materials, and um, yeah, I mean, I who who would pass up an opportunity like this i mean like yeah. I, I don't blame them pretty much at all i mean they're perpetuate yeah. they're perpetuating it but and you have the let's actress. be real they, they probably don't even realize it <laughs> yeah it, you also have the actress who plays Disa. i didn't put it in the notes but she's saying that she's the first female dwarf portrayed on the screen of course and like lady you're not watch the hobbit films you could say you're the first woman dwarf to have lines to actually be a, a, a main character right that's true but and then she talks she literally says dwarf of color which cracked me up i'm just yeah, like yeah come on and so it was really a when i heard her interview kind of of a pointless interview but this next article we have is not pointless which is uh jackson this other one i had in there the one oh. that you have pulled up yeah you don't have to worry about where i'm not going to read it okay. it's just in there for to back up that you know, the executives called this an Yeah. This executive called it an adaptation. Lindsay Weber, who was part of the San Diego Comic Con with the showrunners. But 
you put this one in here. Do you I me did. To read it? Or? Oh, that's right. Okay, so I thought this was really I thought this was really interesting. Just randomly came across this yesterday or day before. It said uh, Peter Jackson says Amazon's Lord of the Rings TV series ghosted him. Um, and one of the reasons I picked this is because they had this nice little thing down here where it says listen to the article. And mm-hmm. you know I like to put clips and stuff in the show. Uh, it's terrible though. It's like a bot, like a robot reading it. So we're oh, just, lovely. We're not even going to do that. But it, uh, it says uh, Oscar-winning director says Amazon asked him to be involved uh, with its mega budget Lord of the Rings series and then cut him cut off contact. Uh, Amazon suggests the story isn't quite so simple. Um, so the Oscar-winning director of Lord of the Rings and the Hobbit revealed that studio asked him to be involved uh, with the project, um, Rings of Power, and promised to send him scripts, then never contact him. It says, they asked me if I wanted to be involved, and uh, I said, that's an impossible question to answer without seeing a script. Smart. Very smart. Mm-hmm. Uh, Jackson recalled um, to The Hollywood Reporter. Uh, so they said, as soon as we get the first a couple scripts will send them to you and the scripts never showed up that's the last thing that i heard which is fine no complaints at all uh da, 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 da. now i wanted to go down to um he says he doesn't harbor any you know ill will towards them mm-hmm. i'll be watching it i'm not the sort of guy who wishes ill will which i, I guess is fair i mean like i i have not this is the thing that i've i've note i've noticed it's like people are i don't know if they're presuming that like we'll just say people like us who commentate Mm -hmm. on stuff that we want ill will for this kind of thing like we want good content (laughs) i don't think that's ever been there's ever been an argument that that's the case the reason we talk about a lot of this stuff and we try to break it down in a way to really show what works and what doesn't when it works uh is solely to be like, hey, this can be better. Yeah. This isn't good, or oh, hey, this had some good ideas. This could be better. Uh, we don't want any Lord of the Rings content to be bad or we're wholly just, like inaccurate. But we're just pointing out that it is bad, and just because or certain aspects of it are bad, yeah. it just happens that most of it just seems to be bad. And the idea behind that is hopefully it gets yeah, better, right? I always, I don't think anything is irredeemable. I don't think it's likely that Lord of the Rings would co- course correct, but right. of course I hope the second season it does. You well, know what it, I mean? It's just like we don't. Uh, I don't have any ill will towards J.D. Payne and Patrick McKay. Yeah. But at the end of the day, when you're deviating, when you're leading from agenda and it's clear, whether if it's starting with them or whoever, right, or if it's above them, with the storytelling, at the sacrifice of it, and especially with Tolkien and what he means, then that's you know, you're worthy to be criticized for it. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Uh, so it says, uh, Amazon Studios responded to Jackson's comments with the following statement. I'm pursuing the rights for our show. We were obligated to keep the series uh, distinct and separate from the films, which is really funny considering the Balrog looks exactly like the one from <laughs> the movies. Except for the the horns are slightly twisted. Oh, sure. It, it's just one of those things It's like you... You say that, but yeah. Well, yeah. 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 It's uh, a pretty much, I'm going to laugh too if it's Duran's Bane. If it's Duran's Bane, I am going to die. <laughs> I really hope I'm like, please let it be. Uh, we have the utmost respect for Peter Jackson and the Lord of the Rings films. Oh, I'm sure. And are thrilled that he is looking forward to watching. 
Uh, sources close to the project described a complicated and delicate, delicate backstory to the situation. First of the studio, I had high regards for Jackson and the ring, uh, and the Rings of Power showrunners have privately attempted to make overtures to the filmmaker. But as the statement suggests, there were also legal concerns about keeping the films, which are owned by Warner Brothers and the TV show, separate. There have been executive uh, changes during the time period uh, in question, so that's interesting. That's kind of key. As well with former head of genre programming, Sharon, blah, blah, blah. Uh, whom one source described as an advocate for luring Jackson to the project, departing from the company in 2019. Okay, so here's what I think a lot of this is saying. Mm -hmm. We've talked about some of this in the past. Um, We are looking at something that started out as one thing where they wanted Jackson involved, and then at some point, someone else got involved and decided to change this into something different. Completely different. That's why Mm -hmm. this project took a really long time. Uh, that's why we're seeing a lot of the trouble that we've been that we've been seeing is that it's it, I don't think this was always supposed to be a second age project. I mean, there were rumors at one point, right, that they they just wanted to remake Fellowship and Two Towers and Return of the King. Yeah, especially considering that's the material that they had access to. Maybe they were going to flesh it out, right, and add right. Um, add some of the stuff from the appendices in there to give you like a little bit more. I mean, like. They would have been able to do so much more with the content from the books that Jackson couldn't do. It's probably mm-hmm. why that they wanted him involved, um, maybe even to come in to be like, "Hey, like, do you know? Here are these things." But then at some point, and maybe the whole Jeff Bezos wanting his version of Lord of the Rings or of uh, Game, of, Game Thrones. of Thrones came into this, and they had to completely scrap their original idea and move into a new type of project. And that's exactly what it looks like we're getting is Game of Thrones, right? With yeah. everything that we've seen. Yeah, like a and, really watered down version of it. Yeah, like low fantasy yeah. and not high fantasy, and which Tolkien is high fantasy. And so, you know, I think, it, you know, you could say that it's, you know, kind of like Peter Jackson knew he wouldn't like what he was going to be reading from them. Yeah. Uh-huh. And so he's being very like nice about it too. Like, Oh, I don't want it. I don't want ill will upon any of these things. Yeah. But I think he's going to be glad that he wasn't tied to these. You know what I mean? He's had enough trouble with Hobbit. Also, I will say this too. It is pretty known that the Tolkien estate did not like Jackson. Hmm. However, I think if Christopher Tolkien was still alive, he would like him a lot more. Now he hated the trilogy, Christopher Tolkien. And he said that, uh, Jackson eviscerated the lore and things like that. Uh, but, uh, you know, J.R. Tolkien probably wouldn't have liked them either. Yeah, well, if they, but, if neither of them liked, probably would have, wouldn't have liked, slash didn't like the direction that Jackson went in, there's no way this is, yeah, past, this which is so, which is so interesting about a lot of these, these uh, self proclaimed um, experts or whatever. Mm-hmm. Who who are like oh we're trying we we won't, we like Tolkien we like all these things we know so much about it it's like but are you not aware that the, that he either of them they were purists I mean it was first of all it was Tolkien's content obviously and mm-hmm. Christopher obviously had a massive passion for it yes, and was also, yeah was also a, a a purist um and but yet. The purists are the ones that a lot of these people who are looking forward to the show and are self-proclaimed like experts or, um, you know, they're they're like criticizing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They're like, oh, oh, yeah. 
and like yeah, criticizing the the idea of like purism or being like, hey, like yeah, we want this as close as possible. We want this to have um a a very like a, a lot more respect for what Tolkien did, and that doesn't seem like what's coming out of it. And they're all telling us like we have nothing to worry about or that we're wrong or we're haters, and it's it's so confusing because it's like. I'm not sure you understood like who Tolkien was, and yeah. and if you do, you haven't really explained why you're okay with them changing so much of this. Um, we don't get a lot of that from the, the the quote unquote defenders of this project or any of those people who went to go see, um, like the YouTube slash TikTokers who went to go see this yeah. stuff after the, the disaster. Footage. Yeah, yeah. Because uh, um, and I have to make that distinction because we're not talking about the super fans. We're talking about the people who. <laughs> seemingly like yeah. this content a lot and have put entire channels and um whatever around this kind of content mm-hmm. um, are are saying essentially the same things that uh the super fans were yeah um, and there's not and here's the thing there's nothing wrong with being a purist right i, no, I don't think say so. that Even, i'm 100 a purist and i'm not I think I, yeah i think you know for me as you discuss it kind of it depends on what can translate to the screen and what can't. Yeah. You know what I mean? And yeah. what kind of adaptation you're doing. Is it TV? Is it movie? So on and so forth. I understand there are certain changes that need to be made for this screen because it won't quite translate over from yeah. the book. Right? I, and I can understand, uh, talking about Aragorn again, like why Tolkien, uh, Christopher Tolkien probably would have said, well, it's, it's like breaking the lore. Because it, it's true that like what, a lot of what they did with Aragorn's character does sort of break lore. And his personality. His personality. uh, Some of the there's uh, what am I trying to say? Like not visions. Um, there's like prophecies about uh when uh essentially he would return as the king, Mm -hmm. and they were they were essentially waiting for like that the halfling to to take up the the ring. Um, Right. And so it's that's not in. Jackson's version of it like it's his is much more streamlined and, it, and it's unfortunate that I think to a degree some of that is uh, studio interference where you have to kind of change certain things up I mean like Aragorn and, and Frodo have a significantly deeper relationship uh, in that first book than they do in the movies the movie. like yep. way deeper and Frodo's a lot more wise in the books too yeah he's less of like a just kind of being pulled along yeah by what's going on the character yeah yeah, yeah. so there, there's differences and i i get i get it and reading through the books again has given me more res- like significantly more respect for the what tolkien did as a writer and mm-hmm. and also made me go like man it would have been really good if they had decided to do this with yep. the films so i totally understand it still not a purist still love those movies mm-hmm. like that's not going to change um i i just i don't understand the I, I, I don't understand the absolute, like, hype coming from these people who are, again, like, self-proclaimed, like, lovers yeah. of Tolkien's work. Oh, I've read The Silmarillion a bunch of times, blah, blah, blah. It's like, okay, that's great. But, like, you having, like, all of the head knowledge, it, it doesn't make you and and what you're saying any more relevant. Because it's, again, it, when we talk about this stuff, a lot of the time when that comes to back to is the... Um, uh, appeal to the authority, authority or the fallacy. expert. Yeah, because you're you're saying like, well, I know all of this information. It's like, okay, <clears throat> but if the show still sucks, and if I can look at it as someone who's read the book, like read the books, and that's pretty much it. I've read a couple of the mm-hmm. the side books, Children of Huron, um, but 
and that was years ago. It was like yeah. senior year that's of high school. Book. Yeah, it is. That's a sad. That's an understatement. That's yep. a depressing. Book. That's probably <laughs> the most depressing tale from Tolkien. And um, so I'd like I, to see that adapted. That actually, honestly, it'd be pretty dope. It would. Be. You want to talk about like it game? Would be a low fantasy. That yeah. would be low fantasy. Yeah. So I, I Very really realistic. I, I don't understand. There's a lot of things I don't understand about the way that they've handled a lot of this, and there are plenty of stories that they could have been very respectful of, like mm-hmm. songs, poems, um, that are in the in the books right. that they could have adapted mm-hmm. and turned into um, maybe like more fleshed out stories uh, at different times and done something kind of interesting with this. But they they want that like continued of narrative where you've got uh the different characters you've got the intrigue you have the betrayal because like we were saying they're trying to make game of thrones mm-hmm. sorry i'm losing my voice <clears throat> anyway are you ready to talk about this next well, uh i was gonna say a couple of things first thing is that along with characters even with how they're repurposing tarmuriel you know that's it you know she you you know, with what's written in the Silmarillion and elsewhere concerning her, I mean, she was her rightful claim to the throne was usurped by Alf Arizon, who forced her to marry him, right? And you could easily have shown her until the moment she dies from the sinking of Numenor mm-hmm. as the woman working behind the scenes with the faithful, right? Getting, you know, working with them while she's in the midst of being with the you know black Numenorans essentially or what they become and the unfaithful men you know Alf on and stuff like that and she ends up dying trying to reach the top of uh oh what's it called when the floodwaters come and wipe out Numenor right so you you could easily have done this story that you know gave some significant time to her to where the audience connects right and then she dies this death that's powerful and impactful right right and you know, they may still go that route where she dies, but this kind of this narrative that she's going out as a warrior and everything yeah. when that's not who she was. Right. Again, it's just uh, disappointing. And then with everything seemed to change with the Amazon show when Christopher Tolkien died. Chris, Christopher Tolkien died. Then Tom Shippey got fired. Uh-huh. And then a bunch of actors and writers and producers left the show. Yep. All sorts of things started to happen. And I think it's probably because they started to decide to go in a different direction. Yep. Yeah, I think you might be right. All right. Now we're going to get to this interview from, well, I guess before I said that, from a character within the new show uh, that's playing Brawin, who's a, you'll find out who she is in this interview. But people have been saying that, you know, politics isn't driving the story you know, even though, you know, the executive producers and the showrunners have come out saying they're modern, you know, trying to modernize Lord of the Rings. Right. So I think this interview does a great job of establishing what we've said and <laughs> proving the point that politics and the agenda is leading this. Yep. Um, and her journey, that journey for her comes through, um, you know, finding her inner lioness and strength and resilience. And um, and also she's the, the single mother of a rebellious teenage son in a forbidden romance with an elf. Um, so lots going on for there. this character. Sounds like a soap opera. 
You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, I, I just, I mean, she was describing her character, single let's, mother. Yeah, let's continue to uh, perpetuate single motherhood as like a powerful lioness thing that, yeah. you know, isn't yeah. something that we should avoid if possible. This is coming from someone who was raised by a single mother. So it's. Yeah. <laughs> so anyway, this next part at two minutes and 21 seconds is really when we get into the meat of the crux of the Man, politics they, pushing they, this. They really hit it at the end of this, didn't they? Oh, they did. Now you're playing a healer though, so did you do any of your own little research into that kind of world? So I was pre-med, believe it or not, I was going to be a doctor, yeah, so my degree's in biology. I I started acting in my mid-twenties, so I was going to go be a doctor. I call Bronwyn the fantastical version of myself because she's an activist of kinds, I'm an activist, um, and you know, she's a healer. Okay, so... I think it's really funny that she's like just projecting right there. Yeah. Where she's like, well, I'm this thing. So clearly this character is this thing too without any sort of like, well, this is why. Yeah. So we'll have to keep an eye out for that with her character and be like, hmm, let's see if we can spot the activism in her character. Okay, and that's on. what she's leading forth, putting into her character is activism instead yeah. of just a good character, you know, like that doesn't have anything political about it. That's again, I'm just kind of tired of the, these tropes that we're, we've seen over and over in these shows and movies. It's, guys, can we please, right now, we need to get away from politics. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. All right, you can keep playing it. Healer, I was pre-med. Um, we have so much in common, so yeah. Okay, so why is she going to become a fan favorite? Well, from your lips to, to yeah, people's ears, exactly. and I, I mean, yes, that would be phenomenal. But I think because everybody can relate to someone overcoming and yes. against all odds, and, and particularly in this day and age, uh, to have a woman um, with no superpowers. She has no superpowers. Keep in mind. Okay, no, wait. Healing, healing is a superpower. That's true. And motherhood is a superpower. Wow. Exactly. I know. Exactly. People, don't, people don't really, yeah. you know, think about did you know that motherhood is a superpower? Bro. I, I, all the time when I hear interviews, the, man. Yeah, the interviews like this, this is the same kind of stuff that was coming from like the Eternals. Like just, there, pe- like people just up their own butts, Tolkien. dude. Yeah. Yeah. And then she's like. Nothing about I, Tolkien, nothing I, about his the world, nothing. It's just, you know, so motherhood is, she, is a superpower. Is she and, like a healer in the magical sense, or is she a healer in the like she uses herbs and stuff to heal people sense? Oh, I guess magical. She, she didn't. She said it's a superpower being a healer. That's but. what I thought was really funny because she's like, oh, she's a healer, and she's like, but she doesn't have superpowers. And then she goes, but healing is a superpower. If she's a healer, and she goes, well, yeah, right. Well, uh, oh, motherhood. <laughs> and it's like women characters haven't been given agency before. Yeah, like hasn't that been typical well it's so funny in a lot that of she, shows and movies and not every single one but they're in a not lot keeping, of them they're not keeping up with no. any she's acting like dude this is the kind of stuff it's the same thing where it's like oh the first dwarf in a uh in a lord a female dwarf in a lord of the rings thing it's the same stuff where they're like oh they're acting as if the 80s and 90s pretty much all of cinema for the last like 30 or 40 years yeah because um uh, Selma Hayek did this too, where she was act like for, she she forgot yeah. that she was an actress in the in the eighties and nineties, yeah. and um they're doing this kind of similar thing where they're acting as if nothing has ever come before this, yeah that they that there's that Sigourney Weaver didn't lead the way as a strong female character in the the Aliens franchise, mm-hmm. um 
you know, even stuff with like the the Marvel movies or whatever, having like um, Black Widow, uh, you know, Natalie Portman being in V for Vendetta years before, um, like all like Lucy Liu being an Asian actress in the '90s. Um, all these examples. Yeah, right? I mean, it, it would take and, a while to make the list out. It's just stuff that's popping into my head, but it, it's just so goofy that they're acting like they're doing anything special. It's just like that stupid comment from the the one thing where they were like, "Oh, do you know how many people are going to be saved by going like lives are going to be saved by going yeah. to see Eternals?" It's like y'all are so up your own butts. I, I think it's you know with us we kind of came up when there was that sort that breakthrough as far as representations concerned in films. And so we grew up in a time where it was just, we had finally passed that barrier. Yeah. Well, it's like that Aubin preach thing that we were talking about a few weeks ago that I still need to release on YouTube. But yeah, yeah, he had said the same thing. It's like there was a, a time difference and things progressively changed for the better. And now it just feels like they're reverting back. Yeah. And they're, they're, they're trying to pretend like none of that ever happened. Mm-hmm. Um, and no one wants to, you know, it's the same thing that we're talking about where, you know, Tolkien's work was supposed to be sort of that um, uh, British folklore. It was mm-hmm. from a very specific location that was predominantly white. Yep. And you can't have that conversation openly and honestly with anyone anymore because they'll just be like, well, you just don't want to see representation in movie and films. And you're just like, okay, well, you've already jumped the gun and assumed all these things about me. It's like, how are we supposed to have a conversation at this point? Yeah. Um, so. Exactly. I and mean, same thing here. You like criticize her. Well, you don't like motherhood? And you're like, oh, okay, whatever. Yeah. Um, exactly. You hit the nail on the head. Yeah. So David doesn't like motherhood. I'll tell yeah. his mom. Boo, motherhood. Ban motherhood. <laughs> make it illegal. Make it illegal. <laughs> um, okay, so. Speaking of making something illegal. <laughs> can we Can we skip the Star Wars stuff? Oh yeah, yeah. No, okay? we just get that. I don't. I don't give a crap about that. Hey, by the way, a new Star Wars show coming out in September called Andor, and it's going to be about Trump. Just click our show notes, and you'll find out there. Yeah, you'll find out stuff. Maybe we'll talk about it down the road. Um, but yeah. I want to get to this prey. I want to get this prey review. Okay, but let me just say, as far as th- speaking of things that should be illegal, apparently Batgirl got the oh, cut yeah. for a tax write-off purpose. <laughs> you know what's so funny? Than, it did better than Sh- Shazam. Shazam and Black Adam as far as testings. Really? <laughs> That's the hilarious. I part. really want to see. So it's what's so funny. That's so, what I heard at least. I haven't confirmed that, but that's what uh some trusted sources have said. I really had no interest in it. Completely forgot about it till you had rem- let me know that it had gotten canceled. And then after that happened, I went, "Well, now I want to see it." Yep. Now I want to know. Talk and about the best marketing ever. What's so funny is that Gotham Knights thing uh, seems to potentially be on the chopping block if it hasn't already gotten canceled too. You know the he called me his little Robin. Uh, oh, you know what I'm talking about. Oh yes. And then I that go was dang. So cringe. Yeah, then I go dang. Now I want to see that too. It's like anytime stuff is like pretty much finished, and they're like they get rid of it. You're like, oh, but can I like, can you like send it to me? Can I see it? Give me like I just want to see it anyway. Yeah, I um, yeah, R.I.P. I guess. Um, everyone's kind. Of, what's so funny though is it's like a lot of these like Snyderverse stands that just like want to see that back, and I'm like, y'all, no. <laughs> let's let's start over. Let's let's go a little brighter with Superman. You know, Batman is the dark character. We don't need everyone being super depressed and roaming around like the world is the worst place ever. 
Um, all right, so let's get into this discussion slash review of Prey. Yes, please. Um, I guess I should pull up the IMDb page. It's being, it's being acclaimed by every critic on Twitter. Um, let's see what it's got on. I'm pulling up Rotten Tomatoes. Yeah. Just to let you know. It's got 6.5 right. out of 10 on IMDb. Oh, 7.3. That's a little high. Um, it has a 7.3 on IMDb. IMDb. And that's okay. completely user generated. That's a that's a, a little bit more fair. The uh, score on Rotten Tomatoes for the audience keeps going down. It was at 84% the other day. Yeah. It's at 81% right now, the audience score. That's the high. credit score is 92%. But that's absurd. It keeps, <laughs> it keeps going down because the audience score was higher, and so yeah, uh, I, I, the yeah, more... I think that's going to keep going down. I think that IMDb is a lot more fair in their review of it. I wouldn't give it a seven point three, but I'm more okay with that than it. Anything, anything above an eighty? No, no, I, no. I don't get. I don't understand the praise for this. Yeah, I um, I would not. You know, I mean, you know me, I don't give numbers. Yeah. Um, th- those numbers are way too high. Yeah. We um, prefer letter grades here now. Sure, I guess. I, I, I'm still just more into talking about it yeah. than, than trying to, to, to give you guys some sort of number because you'll go back in time and be like, yeah, but you gave this this and you hated this more and gave it a higher score or something. Um, so it's just not, it's not even worth it to me for the most part. Yeah. Um. I like this movie clearly less than a lot of people, even people that I generally fall in line with with their mm-hmm. um their opinions on this stuff, mm-hmm. which is fine. I, I in fact I'm glad that it that it happens. Mm-hmm. Um, because it means that we're thinking for ourselves. Yeah. We're not just blindly following those who we follow. Yes. And I think there's aspects of this I like. There's potential. There's it's this I movie think had you a said lot. It, yeah. A good a good idea in a bad movie. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah, I don't think this movie is very good. Um, I I think that just about any time someone speaks English in this movie, it sounds terrible. Dude, I can't um, even tell you. The I didn't watch this protagonist name. Yeah, her name is Naru. Oh, it is. Yeah. Okay. I knew it started with an N because I had to watch this with the subtitles on. Um, some, I almost wish I would have done the Comanche. Apparently, uh, that was dub. a thing. Okay, so okay, that was one of my first. I didn't realize. One of the first things I, I noticed, it. neither did I. I didn't know it until Drinker mentioned that it, you could watch it in Comanche or whatever, which, first of all, here, here's here's the how I kind of like saw this movie. Um, it's, okay. it, it was a, there was a lot of missed opportunity because it looked like they were trying to go for a more, like an indie flick, or at least the appearance of one mm-hmm. in, a, in a kind of a low budget, an IP that has been, completely trounced over the years um and there are moments in this from there's some of the cinematography even though i think that it's a mixed bag and i think that's that's what drinker was trying to go for with direction when he was talking about it like Mm -hmm. there there are times like there's a scene where uh naru's being chased by the predator and she goes out into this kind of like barley field or whatever and i went oh i was like this this actually looks pretty good or the shot where the he's holding the bear 
uh, that looked better. Head? That looked better in the actual movie than it did in the trailer. Oh, the trailer. Um, I um I like the setting. I like her brother quite a bit. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think there was a lot of mispotential in how to create, like, craft a an interesting story for the sake of blatant agenda. Mm-hmm. Um, especially around the Frenchman. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I um, but getting back to things that I like. The dog's fine. I mean, it, you put a dog in a movie, I'm immediately going to be like, okay, there's a dog. I'm cool with that. <laughs> right. Um, I, I, again, I liked the setting. I don't think they did enough uh, setting up characters in this. I and agree. We're going we're gonna to move slowly into things that I really don't like about this movie. And here, here's the thing. Um, you're always going to get judged based on the original. And you may not live up to it, but you've got to understand that the, that first movie is very well crafted. Uh, it's simple, but you get a lot of characterization. Mm-hmm. Um, you get to understand and know the characters before they're um, taken out. Mm-hmm. And then you get to also understand why it's significant that this group of elites is getting taken out by the Predator. You don't get that in this. Uh, nope. Everyone's pretty dumb, including the main character. Uh, they they don't seem to work very well together, despite the fact that they're a tribe that lives together has and has they known each other their elite. entire lives. Yeah. yeah, which is a problem for me. The fact that there's the lack of, we'll just say, elitism among the characters that are being hunted in this um, is annoying to me because that has always been a significant motivation for the Predator. Mm-hmm. Uh, in... They're trophy hunters. They, most, they don't, yeah. They, most they of the want movies. the the best, you know, fighters. Yeah, you know, which souls. which uh, one, two, and Predators, which came out in like 2010, which is basically a reboot of the original, and it's got mm-hmm. a lot of problems. But man, this movie and everything that came out after Predators makes that movie look like a masterpiece, like borderline. And I, I like that movie. I'm softer on that movie than a lot of people are because um, I, I get the criticism for it. Yeah. But I, I don't know. It's it's dumb, but it's a lot of fun. And, is and it, it's is an that interesting, the one where they... They drop all the convicts in on the Predator planet. Okay, but it, okay, so it wasn't the one where you have like the rogue Predators, who the juvenile ones who go and kill just anyone, and then the other Predators have to go after them and kill them because uh, the, the code among... The predators is that you know they don't just kill anyone like pregnant right. women. Sick that people. might have been like AVP two Maybe. or something. I haven't seen the AVPs in a long, and I know it wasn't the first AVP. Uh, that is not familiar. So yeah, you have you have those two AVP movies, and then the one that came out recently that Shane Black directed is yeah. called The Predator. Yeah, I haven't seen that one in a while, so and I don't really remember it. It was not. It was not great. I'm gonna watch it anyway, but. I'm gonna watch Predators too. I don't really remember that one. Is I want to rewatch that. that. Adrian Brody. I remember they, it's like they crash. Yeah, Adrian Brody's in it. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. I have vague memories of it. Um, but yeah, this one. I don't think this one's better than the. Uh, I wouldn't say this one's better than the second one. I would put. I don't either. But I don't think the second one's that good either. I don't either. But it again, it makes it like none of them are really. The only one that's a good movie is the first Predator, and it's funny. It's great. It makes sense. But I still think they're even. 
this isn't going to be popular. I think there are flaws with the first one, too. Well, sure. I mean, there's flaws in every yeah. movie. Yeah, I mean, like some... It's a good story. I don't think it's amazing, as some people put it out there. But I think, you know, there's some things they could have tweaked, you know, maybe hold the guns more properly and stuff like sure, that. Sure, but sure, I sure. digress. Yeah, like, yeah. Hire somebody. To- the only thing that I really, really bothers me about the first one, and again, it's just more of like a, a of the time thing, is the uh, infrared for the Predator is like oh, yeah. nauseating almost in yeah. the original one. It's just blue, this blue, you get to watch this blue screen for way too long. It was bothering me that they were supposed to be elite soldiers, but they were holding their weapons wrong. Yeah, 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 yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's like, come on. It's guys, details, for sure, for sure. But, that, but again, again. It's still that's, a great storyline, though, that I can overlook that fact. You know what I mean? Exactly. Like it, it, There's so much that works well, and the characters are so good in that, that you're kind of overwilling to look past certain details and that's one of the problems with this movie uh and it's probably my biggest complaint about this movie is the characterization in this movie is non-existent yeah to a point of frustration because they're constantly trying to convince you of especially with the main character that she's a specific way Mm -hmm. and they do very little to ever prove any of that and her only her only point of character is that she wants to become a hunter yeah and, and she, she rebels against her yeah. people. Well, and she bumbles around for a majority of the movie, and then all of a sudden she like catches some rabbits, and now she's like able to take on this <laughs> massive alien monster who's been who's murdered all of the quote unquote like elite warriors in her tribe. Yeah, it's like I didn't I, I didn't okay. I don't even hate the idea of them I don't hate the idea of her growing and her combat experience. I just didn't think you used to say her hunting ability is as far as more so of using her ingenuity and her wits yeah i just don't think they did a good job of developing that yeah you know what they i mean did, like they, they didn't they, and they went for the character the, the like sex swap thing where she's and and like no dude would have been able to do this either but she like takes on four for like grown frenchmen at the same yeah. time and manages to kill all of them and the thing that i was doing while i was watching this and this happened during the bear scene a bunch of times too i just kept going like oh she would have been dead no nah, she's dead yeah. no that's not how ha- no no she would have been dead like there's a there's a part but david this is a fictional movie it still it matters got logic still has to exist right <laughs> i know you're messing with me um, I, know. I can, know that's what somebody we'll on, on TikTok would say. Oh yeah, yeah. Oh, but it's fictional. You got to turn off your brain. There was a part where like um, she's getting oh, oh. <clears throat> she gets grabbed by one like the minute she gets grabbed by anyone yeah. right she's done. She's clearly yep. a threat. These guys don't care about her. They would have killed her. Would have shot her. Would have stabbed her. Done whatever. Somehow she manages to overpower all these guys. Right. Then there's the uh, the part where um, she get, first encounters the bear. And the bear comes up, and the dog runs away, and she she gets so lucky that that bear decided to go after that dog and not yep. stay there and attack her. Yep. And I'm like, come on. And that happens a couple times, and I those those are just the ones that are coming to mind that I remember. Um, and then there's the oh, uh, there's another the one with one. the bear the bear trap like gets her. Yeah. And for those who don't know a bear trap, I do that. If it w- that thing would have gotten to her freaking bone, man, uh-huh. it would have torn everything in between. She, all um, that she would not have been getting healed fast. That that would take a long time, and all of a sudden, it essentially, does it matter? Yeah, uh, at all. Th- and then somehow, you know, 
she's able to walk on it, move fine, kill those Frenchmen, as you pointed uh-huh. out, all sorts of things. And it's just, I don't like the characterization of the Frenchmen either, uh, because they're clearly, again, I don't mind simplicity. Don't mind that at yeah. all. But they're clearly just utilized <laughs> as a way to be painted as just straight bad evil. Guys. Yeah, they're evil. oh, they're disgusting. Look how dirty they are. What one of the things that I I thought was a massive missed opportunity would have been it's it's a couple things. First of yeah. all, and we're we're gonna get into some 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 made some some of the major spoilers in this that yeah I don't know if we've really mentioned much of it right now, but um I think that they should have gotten the Frenchmen to team up with the Comanches because yeah, alleged, right? allegedly and I, I'm not that much of a history buff but mm-hmm. apparently they actually had trades with the Comanches like the French and the Comanches would trade with each other quite yeah. regularly so from it, what I remember I believe they did it would have been better keep the Buffalo stuff in there I think that's fine uh, it's a little heavy hand this movie gets a little heavy handed with the messaging at times mm-hmm. um, and I might even say more than a little heavy handed just too on your nose it's, it's just not like, subtle uh, it's yeah. not intricate yeah it's just like oh gosh okay this 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 plot alright anyway if, whatever keep the buffalo stuff in there so that you have something that um, puts a bit of um, uh, separation, you could call it like moral separation between the Comanches and the Frenchmen, but they still mm-hmm. have this trade. They still need each other to um, to help uh, progress their communities and have them come together to fight the Predator. You could have given some more characterization to all of the characters in the movie, including the Comanche warriors who get taken out in at the very beginning just effortlessly which I thought was really it was just kind of frustrating like there are a couple yeah. they kind of work to make them um, uh, seem formidable but it just didn't really come off that way because they get dispatched so easily you know I was just like I thought ah, I don't know I thought it would have been more interesting if you I don't even mind the yeah, I don't mind the plot of you know the French treat her bad at first right sure but then you know, they realize what they're up against with the Predator and they need their, they need to team up with the Comanches. Yeah. And so they, you, you instigate some kind of plot to where, you know, okay, they capture her at first, but then they rescue her somehow, right? Yeah. So it kind of presents that dilemma for her and she has to choose the route to go on. Do I, you know, not help the French in any way and leave them for the Predator or because I'm against this bigger foe, do I ally with them and, and lead them to my tribe? Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Kind of, you know, weigh that mm-hmm. and, and everything. Um, but, you know, oh, I think I, that yeah. would have been better. But well, I think, too, between the first act and the second act, it's like the first so act is boring, slow. dude. It's so boring. Right? And, which is fine. They're doing build up. It's, it's well, okay. slow. Okay, hang on, opinion. hang on. But then I, it I would agree with it you. It doesn't really speed up. Well, th- I would agree with you if there was actual build up in this, but nothing, yeah. nothing's happening. She wanders around a bunch. She throws her tomahawk at some stuff and then attempts to uh hunt a deer by throwing a hom- a tomahawk at it yeah. are you kidding me <laughs> and, and this is the thing is but like <clears throat> she's not a mary sue so i'll give them that I'll, I'll give them that but that doesn't really matter that's not I, I can't here's the thing is like i think that <clears throat> and drinker might be guilty of this i think people are looking at this and going like it's not as bad as a lot of other stuff that we've seen which i tend to i would tend to agree with yeah. Therefore, it's good. 
which is not the case. When you yeah. have something that when you have a lot of stuff that is just like F tier that's been coming out, F D tier, right? And you have mm-hmm. something that's like borderline like C maybe, you know, because it it's just like super average and it does enough correctly in some cases you're willing to forgive it's like faults it's like mm-hmm. it doesn't make it really good or, or worth yeah. worth your time like it, it's just eh, unforgettable which is what this is and this is one of those movies people will go back to this years from now and be like yeah maybe that wasn't as good as we thought it was you yeah. know what i mean but yeah I, I, it's just it's not there it there's a lot of leaps in logic with the there stuff are. going on in this and the comanches are all seen as pristine and well, like, they are, right. they're not. They're seeing oppressive to, to her, yeah. right? Oh, dude. You remember that scene where she, uh, when like she gets to go on her like first hunt or whatever yes. for that lion? Oh, that was another one of those scenes where she's up in this tree with this thing. And I'm like, okay, cool. Maybe this is one of those moments where she's going to overcome a bit of her fear and we're going to see a progression of her learning to um, be able to fight. And you would, you would get a parallel to what, I don't know why they were doing this with the Predator. I thought this was pretty stupid, but he's like, slowly fighting bigger and bigger predators right like he he fights a snake and then he fights a wolf Wolf. and and dude during that fight scene with the wolf i was going what are we doing and then the bear and the the bear is a different story in my opinion but i was like yeah i see what you're it's like i see what you're doing here i don't think this is working like a predator fighting a wolf in my mind is just like why are you wasting time doing this? Like, this isn't yeah. important. Like, he's there. He should be there to hunt big game, right? I, the bear thing works for me because it establishes the power of the predator. The problem with the establishment of that is that in my mind for the rest of that movie, I was like, there's no way this girl Would kills be. this predator. Yeah. There's no way. Not when you have, it's not just the first predator, but you have the second predator, predators, all these elite units. Yeah can't defeat them but she can uh, you know I, I guess you know you can also make the argument the predator is getting weakened down by the time that yeah they it don't finally gets to her i agree they don't establish that very well because he gets mauled by established enough he gets mauled yeah. by that bear and but then seems when he to fights fine. The men he seems to be fine that's the right. that's the problem is like okay when i saw he has the predator get mauled by the bear yeah i was like okay getting weaker it, it kind of like it goes back and forth when he's fighting the men. From what I remember, he's fine. But then when he fights her, all of a sudden his injuries play more of a part. That's kind of the the odd part with me. It's very not that weird. things not that he wasn't getting weakened by the men too. Yeah, it's just well, it was just it doesn't seem like the predator. The predator makes a lot of stupid decisions in this. Yeah, and I, I think. And again, this isn't established, but this is what people were saying. It's like, well, it's probably like a younger predator. And I'm like, look, if you're going to, if that's the case, you have to establish these things. This is this is an established franchise. There are expectations that go along with those. And if you don't set it up, then it's like, oh, it's a little more primitive. Or hey, and, and I had expected this. Like the weapons won't be quite as good. Um, whatever the case may be. Um, but this is a seven foot whatever dude. I I didn't like a huge dude or. Predator. I really wish the two things that I wish they had done differently mm-hmm. was that they had one done a team, a more of a team up style thing where it's like people mm-hmm. have to put aside their differences in order to overcome a greater obstacle. I would have even rather her team up with her brother and 
Well, I was getting you it. know the other. Okay, go ahead. Sorry. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But no, I know where I know where you're going with that, and I. It, but that's part of it, where it would not have just been like her and the Frenchman, but like her tribe and the, that group of hunters and herself, and this group of Frenchmen. You know, a lot of people get uh, taken out. Um, I also really wish that they had not just gone back to the same old playbook of Mm -hmm. the one person versus the predator at the end, like they've been doing in all these movies. Uh, One, because still not convinced she could have won. Um, They never, they do not, I don't, I've seen some people argue this, but they do not establish her in in a way that makes, that makes me go, yeah, she's smart and capable enough to do this, to outsmart Mm -hmm. the predator. She's not strong. I think they try to do that with the lion, but then... But she she gets knocked she out of that yeah, yeah she trips gets knocked out of that tree that lion should have killed her should have been over for her right there because they she wakes up and she's in the thing and and then her brother goes oh the lion ran away and I went what <laughs> is that what he said I don't remember yeah I thought I thought he ended up killing the lion or something I, well I think he he said he did kill the lion but he said that it ran away from her and I'm like it, she fell out of that tree and that thing was looking to destroy her it would have hopped out of the str- the tree. And destroyed her. Like, it wouldn't have just run away for no reason. And he wasn't close enough by to have, have had the time to save her from that. It's, it, dude, I, it's, it's pretty, like, the script is pretty lazy in this. Um, yeah. But a lot of people don't, uh, this is the thing, is like, a lot of people don't care about that. They care about the references to the old movies and the comics. Or, what, yeah. or whatever that they can pull from it that's related to something else that they already like. Um, like, the... Oh, if it bleeds, we can kill it. Line. Yeah. Um. There's a part where uh they bleed. Um. Her brother just like I think Billy does that to himself. Uh. In the first movie. Um. Well, there were I think there were a couple couple other references the in there. Handgun. Oh yeah, the the handgun from Predator Two, like the the flintlock pistol. And the problem is too is that they didn't <sighs> work because they weren't coherent with the script. They were seemingly out of nowhere just yeah. to make reference. Yeah. The dialogue isn't great. I, when, yeah, the dialogue is it's pretty horrible. pretty rough, pretty That's stiff. Pr- I, I think I do. Oh man, I don't know. See, here's the problem. I wish I would have known it was in Comanche. I didn't find out till the uh, I got finished with the movie. Yeah, uh, I would have watched it in Comanche rather than this same time period of the West Coast, you know, accent. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. It felt forced. If they're sort of like fake. Indian accent felt real forced in that and this is goes back to like an earlier point that I was making where what would have been really cool one the cinematography should have been more on point there are scenes in that that movie mm-hmm. I'm trying to think of what one of them was where um, the all the Frenchmen have to reload their weapon I died laughing yeah that, that, that was, was fine a little bit of humor funny. a little bit of humor thrown in is totally cool but there are like shots in that movie of like nothing and stuff that they just mm-hmm. could have Oh, so there's a when she hears the uh, predator ship like flying overhead or whatever. There's a couple shots in between that and then the one where she's standing over the cliff, uh, watching this like fireball like flying through the clouds, because um, the ship's like mostly invisible. Um, I went, okay, you could have cut a ton of this like weird, these like weird nonsense shots and gone straight to the shot of her standing over the cliff and it says prey or whatever. Um, there's a lot of that where it's just, it's this like, it seems like it's padding for no reason. Just these establish, these terrible looking establishing shots 
that don't need to be there. Yeah. Um. I again wish they would have, and it goes back to that Comanche thing too, where it's like they were. Tr- it, this felt like they were trying to make it a little more artistic. They were trying to make it a little uh, work like a little bit better. Um, me like oh, separate itself from the original movie, which is kind of your like schlocky blockbuster action flick. Um, but they didn't stick to that, and so there's just this inconsistency in uh, the cinematography and not going down the route of being like, ooh, look how kind of like different we are because the whole movie, everyone's speaking Comanche, so it's not in English. You know, it's like you're already a budget film on Hulu. You can pretty much do whatever you want. It's not yeah. like it matter. The the movie's already been bought, so right. it's, it doesn't it doesn't really matter. Um, so there's a lot of stuff like that that I'm just like they they could they sh- I think they should have gone much harder in the direction of like we're essentially going to make a fake indie predator film that's mm-hmm. about these Native Americans fighting back against the predator and just um, have it in Comanche. Don't even do an English dub. It, yeah, agreed. And English version. You of have it. you have English dub. You have dubbing for the Frenchman, which was really annoying that that wasn't a thing. Um, and apparently, people who know French did not like. Apparently, that was really bad. French French accent. That's yeah. funny. Um, not surprised by that either. Yeah. <laughs> um, from what everything I saw, apparently it was really bad. But yeah, how did you? Okay, so. Sorry, go ahead. I have one other question, and I'm pretty much done. Like that's the movie. Okay. I, I thought the scene where they're he's fight the predators fighting the Frenchman and the, you know, uh, the post-apocalyptic forest. yeah like, forest. it looked like something out of um Book of Eli. <laughs> and I don't know if I missed yeah I don't know if I missed something, but I was like, when did this happen? I, yeah, I think the assumption was supposed to be that they were like burning down the forest, maybe to like catch buffalo or I, I'm totally just making it up, but they're. It seemed to be that the Frenchman did that for reasons. Yeah. 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 But you're having that to it. So that's, yeah. you know, yeah. bad writing. Right. So again, it just seemed it, cool shots. Yeah. It was, wrong, it was fine. Just, I mean, it was decent. It, action. it wasn't explained. Yeah. And then, um, oh, yeah, that was it. Another thing that's super funny is that she and her brother happened to get away from that scene right before the predator brought out his like OP thing that sliced people in half. Yeah. You know, that she happens to be walking away, like she's far enough out of the way at that point. Okay, so the only other question I have is so the final the final fight in this, mm-hmm. it's not that great. I think she should have been killed on multiple occasions during that fight. Mm-hmm. Anytime she got grabbed by that predator, I was like, it's over. But yeah, it does it's the same. Isn't he like he t- takes one of the he, in an early scene, one of the Comanche and like flings them across the yeah. entire world. Yeah. <laughs> and then like he lifts up this like brown bear and brown bears are like upwards of like 800 pounds right but this this more than that yeah this like grizzly if, bear. if i'm being uh if i'm being generous this like 120 pound girl uh and isn't able to grab her and it'd be over right and it does the same thing and this is so stupid i hate when movies do this where he he grabs her right and he throws yeah. her giving her enough distance away from him to be able to do stuff. And then she keeps going back in for these, like, close combat maneuvers. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, dude, this would be like if, uh, you know, a, a, a modern 120-pound girl uh, got into the ring, into, like, an MMA ring with, like, a heavyweight fighter and was trying <laughs> to pull the same... Yeah, trying to pull the same stuff. It's like get tossed and beaten into a pulp like there's a reason that weight class exists and i again i get it it's a it's fictional but it's just 
it's still got to make some sense. Yeah. There's got to be you gotta some You got to get rules. your audience to buy into it. Yeah. And, and it I, just doesn't. I wasn't through it, the whole movie. Yeah. Because, again, especially when you're showing the Predator, you're defying your own logic when you're showing the Predator earlier throwing the men at ease. Yeah. Yeah. And then this woman who weighs less than them, you and know, he, he doesn't like, do the. He just allows yeah. to live for reasons. And he, just. Yeah, he grabs her and then pushes her into a perfect position so that the shield can't cut her head off. Yeah. Like, that was nuts. Um, and then the the big one for me is still that, like, he he doesn't have his mask on. The Predator should know that the arrows are, aren't going to go, like, directly at him. Yeah. And then, like, he also... It, Thank you. Dude, that's that part, one of the things I told Kayla. I'm like, listen... Why would the Predator shoot his missile if he doesn't have his mask on? Yeah. If those things home like, in. He, did, he doesn't know if it's homing in on her, you know, yeah. where it's homing in at. And it's going to go wherever the lasers go, no matter where the mask is. Th- those uh-huh. things would be completely useless. Yeah. And, um, yeah. Again, I, I, I like the aspect of them trying to, at least in the plot, set up things. It never, it doesn't work. They try. At least, you know, they, they, the, the one decent the quick flower, or the, whatever, quick yeah. mud, whatever you want to call it, the flower. The orange flower is the only one that I will give a pass to because I was like, oh, okay. It's not great. It's pretty, like, what? As far as, like, oh, okay. Like, I knew it, as soon as they were like, oh, it cools your blood. I was like, oh, I know what this mm-hmm. is going to do. It's fine. I, I, you know, it's, this, this isn't like a, a brilliantly crafted film, but yeah. they at least got a couple of those aspects right. Um, it's also really annoying because the guy who directed this did uh, Cloverfield Lane, mm-hmm. and I really like that movie. Um, uh, talk about another movie where it's like a woman is trying to survive like a pretty uh, harrowing situation. Um, I don't know what happened with this one, man. I guess the budget was lower than that low budget film. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, but that that mask thing, I was just like, come on, man. That that also I he just, he looks at the laser for this like he's got like ten seconds he's looking at the laser and he cocks his head rather than uh, it being so obvious what was going on and ducking like uh, well, they had to end it somehow but yeah I don't think it's a good film at all subpar it's a bad film. I like her brother yeah I liked her brother I think even if they didn't even want to use the Frenchman even if they just wanted to use the Comanche to team together to yeah. work. To take down the predator, I think that would have been interesting as well. You could you could even have this thing to where they try to team up with the Frenchman, but then the predator kills all the Frenchmen. You know, it would yeah, that um, would have been fine. Like if most of them had gotten taken out, maybe just you know, something and, better. Yeah, and then the guy at the end, he gives her the pistol as like a hey, like listen, we're leaving. Maybe like there's some sort of moment where she's talking with the the Frenchman who gives her the pistol, and he and she's like, listen, you know. The, the buffalo are sacred. Um, you're slaughtering them. It's like mm-hmm. this is one of the things that we use to live. We use all, the, you know, the and the Frenchmen get redeemed. Sure, there could be a bit of yeah. a redeeming aspect. Maybe not to all the Frenchmen, but like the guy with the pistol. Mm-hmm. Um, her, I don't really think they should have killed off her brother. Um, I'm even kind of borderline like because this is how the movie ends, right? She's the only one left, which means that she's the only hunter. Which is not good for her tribe. It's not good for her tribe. And guess what else? How does that pistol get back to old dude and uh, Danny Glover and the right. Predator? Predator. So two? allegedly, there's a 
comic book tie-in or whatever, which you know how I feel about that garbage, Mm -hmm. where it's like, okay, so there was some comic book tie-in that explained that, and so now I have to go to another medium. Also, instead, why didn't you just adapt that comic book? Yeah, oh, people this seem is to even like better. it. <laughs> when our in our prey trailer breakdown or, or review, yeah, I mentioned that they're taking that I thought the plot was going to be from the uh, the comic I read of the Predator, the the Jungle Tales, yeah, where the uh, African uh, warrior has to go prove himself on yeah. a hunt, yeah. and he actually takes down a lion, <laughs> 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 and he comes back, and his entire entire tribe is wiped out, uh... and. And so then he goes and he has to hunt the bigger predator. Right. You know, the predator. Right. And he ends up doing that and so forth. And then, it, you know, goes on and later on, you know, uh, uh, when he's, you know, he ends up killing the predator and he goes back and then goes into the future and he's an older, wiser uh, chief now. And he sees the same spaceship come across and he grabs all the you know, his weapons and everything and the stuff he took from the predator and he goes on the hunt again. Yeah. And so, and that's how it ends. And so uh, this is essentially kind of like that plot derived from there. Right. Right. It's just like, dude. And when like they were going to give her that like war chief stick at the end, I just started cracking up so much, (laughs) dude, that I was like, dude, I was like, y'all this tribe, maybe it's better that y'all get wiped out. Cause like, what are y'all doing? Like, they, and they they don't really under, like none of them are freaking out that she brings the head back of this alien with green goo coming out of the neck and she's like put herself all in his blood. It's it, and no one goes, hey, uh, what? <laughs> like what is yeah. this thing? Anyway, yeah. Um, I, unlike Drinker, I can't recommend this. No, I can't either. It Listen, really was boring. People, I was yeah. The first like four, honestly, the first half is pretty boring doesn't really go anywhere I, it feels like about a lot of wasted time because you're not getting to know any of the characters um you just see her bumble around trying to figure out how to hunt on her own she mm-hmm. doesn't take advice from anyone um everyone seems like really antagonistic uh in this it's just like it's kind of exhausting I was, yeah. like, I was just like i want some good characters and this isn't doing it for me um but if you you know if you're bored and you're curious, I mean, there are worse things that you could be watching. So I'll say that, yeah. but I can't recommend it. I just can't. No. Nah. If you do decide to watch it, watch it in the uh, yeah, Comanche yeah, yeah, language. Yeah. I bet it. that's it's at probably least a, little a far more better interesting. experience. Yeah. I almost want to watch it in the Comanche again just to see if it's you know any better. Maybe like the last half of it so it's at least semi-interesting parts of the movie. Yeah. Um. All right. Well, I guess we'll end it there. Yep. Again, well, I'll say this: great concept and a bad movie. I think I like the yeah. time piece. I like you know using the Comanche. Yeah. You know, I think that's a a good model going forward. Just change it. Don't give us the same plot we've seen a hundred times. Exactly, and that's part of the problem is that they just kind of went back to the same playbook. It, they didn't yeah. try to do anything new except for changing the the time period and yeah. having a female and protagonist. And we aren't talking about some kind of amazing twist and, oh, this has to be the most complex and yeah, interesting people, thing since Inception and stuff. No, it, yeah. it can still be simple, but this just wasn't done well. People act like when we talk about this stuff and we criticize it that we're, mm. we're looking for, like, first of all, the Oscars don't matter, but, like, the, oh, it, this wasn't supposed to be, like, an Oscar-winning movie. And it's like, we never said anything about that being the case. Uh, the first again, the Oscars suck. No one cares. No one should ever care about the Oscars. 
um, we were just looking for some good characters and some, you know, the action's okay in this. I mean, I get it's on a budget. Um, anyway, I, I, yeah, I just don't understand. It's ridiculous criticism. Like, ask questions or like, let's have a conversation. Like, don't, don't come in assuming that we were looking for something when we kind of told you how we felt about it and how it could be different. Yeah. Or ask us what we thought about a certain part of the movie and if we liked or disliked this part that mm-hmm. maybe that you liked. I don't Just know. be reasonable. It's, listen, I know, like, Rona messed up people's abilities to, like, have conversations, but, it, it you know, ask questions. Let's talk about it in a, in a productive way. Civilized way. way. Yeah, yeah. You know, and here's the thing. Just because we dislike something doesn't mean we're saying you're stupid for liking it. Yeah, I don't know why people hear you that. You may be. Excuse no, me. <laughs> yeah, you might be dumb. I'm joking. <laughs> I'm joking. No. All but, right. Uh, but yeah. Well, thank you guys for listening to episode 106 of The Underground. We'll be back next week. We're back on our regularly scheduled programming um, to talk about more stuff. I mean, you know, this stuff going on in Key Largo right now. Uh, I guess we'll have some more updates about that next week. Um and all sorts of other stuff. So with that being said, y'all take it easy. Take it easy. Politics ruins everything. Being patient with them, I try to. But you got room temperature IQ. IQ. Expecting a lecture from these idiot guys who got opinions not worth it's what's under my shoe. Y'all tripping on truth when we call it out. Cause y'all people as goofy as I'll get out. If y'all with them and not with you, I'd sit out. Cause every rapper's on the list now, mad at a pitch count. Flowing heaters like my soul's beat up. No people focus on hoaxes in the shows he book. And I'm hoping to open doors and I got foes and such. But I know that I'll be opposing to the goal. I must start attacking. Ain't lacking my brains lashed in. Same way that I game is the same way of the back end. All the pain that I bring up is like the bang to the Batman. I'm back cracking. Whack trends claiming they rap bands and backtracking. Give a crap about the what's his face. Only thing you out rapping is a sandwich at Subway. And y'all just so happen to welcome beef on my lunch plate. And you are a disaster and this can only go one way. And you're steady flashing guns in your music viz And I know you do it for the fun But what you doing is Abusing every rule Of course you can use it quick You're showing the world You don't know what you are doing, kid Why would you waste your time When you can be so much more So much more So much more Spending my energy debating enemies that tend to be idiots, really inept politically, that don't have the depth or with me. Oh well, it'll be co-chance in hell, so riddle me this. How am I supposed to take you serious when all of your positions are socially expedient? Thinking you a rebel, but at most you obedient, opposing opinions make folks be belligerent. A cult and 
religious, so you know what's on CNN and vote what you told by the folks that got a sentence missing. Oh, you a hypocrite, and I'm in awe because the diversity you advocate is not in thought. You get away with it because you placed in a freaking chamber with echoes ringing, surrounded by a bunch of brainless. Your aim is yet all the same shame because you ain't slick, afraid to relate of the things because you nameless. Tainted, weak, empathetic, you epitomize.